down at our rendezvous is recorded before a live drinking audience. Back again at the Regal Siegel, along with Shell, I'm Ben. Welcome to Down at Our Rendezvous. Are you um, are you okay with the new name now that the podcast is up again? Yes. I'm I, just, it was just getting it up that I was just so worried about, but I, um, thanks to HJ. It, I actually know, think worked. it makes more sense. Right. The the name Down at Our Rendezvous. Yes. Our Rendezvous was like short. It was clever. It was hit you right there but down at our rendezvous is the line from the song right and that's how we kind of start and end each show with down at our rendezvous so it almost makes more sense to call it down at our rendezvous it was a little weird when i was posting this morning because i just went to say our rendezvous so i'm i still have to try and remember it's down at our rendezvous but it's fine so we are back um look for us on all the platforms uh, wherever you found us i know we're definitely on apple podcasts we're definitely on spotify uh, should be on Google Play as well, and hopefully uh, new episodes each week. We're also going to be re-releasing, as as it were, some of our favorites from the Our Rendezvous era, because I did save all of those, and even if they disappear off the internet whenever they're topical. For instance, um, last week was National Suicide Prevention Day, and you had the great idea. We had a terrific podcast, one of our first ones, um, after the suicide of Anthony Bourdain, and we kind of talked about that, and... Um, you certainly shared a lot about your struggles with mental health and depression. And I thought that was actually one of our best, like, really defining podcasts that we've done so far out of about 50 total. Yeah. So. I mean, that one was that one was very raw because um, Bourdain had killed himself overnight that night that we did the, po- the day of the podcast. And so I... There was a lot of, do we still want to do the podcast? Do we still want to even do this? Because, you know, I was pretty upset. So it it was a good one. Um, Yeah. So if there's anything topical, we'll probably be releasing some of those. I know not everyone's listened to all of them. It's a chance to go back in case you've missed some. And um, it did remind me, though, that Woodsy made me watch that Dave Chappelle special. He has a very, very inappropriate Anthony Bourdain joke in there. Actually, Jack... Or Grant, it was Jack that one of our kids, our 16-year-old, said he really likes Dave Chappelle, but he could not stand the Bourdain bit, and he just turned it off. It's a lot of people so I don't, trouble with I don't it. know I, if I can watch it. I, I did watch it. I mean, I wasn't offended by it, but, you know, I also, because I could see behind, I think the message behind it wasn't wasn't making light of it necessarily. It was just pointing out how difficult it all is. Basically, what he does, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but basically he says, I mean, a guy like that with a job like that, and he killed himself. You know, how how hard is life right. when, when that can happen to someone like right. that? And I think the message actually is a good one. It's that mental health can strike to anyone. Yes. No matter how good you seem from the outside, no one knows what's going on on the inside somewhere else. He, of course, did it in that very edgy, comedian, make you uncomfortable sort of way that can either make it funny or make you mad, which most good comedians will do. But I thought ultimately, as I watched the whole thing, and you know me, that's not usually my my sort of comedy jam, but I really liked him, and I thought it was interesting. So the it's whole funny thing. because Jack turned it off, and he said, I don't know where he goes with it, but I couldn't handle it to even let him go further. So I don't know. I haven't watched it. I recently 
read um it's just a little book it's called the last interview and it's just a little book of interviews with Bourdain and it is interesting when you read it because he does say in almost every interview in that book he talks about what a great life he has and how did he get this job and how did he get to travel the world and you know to meet all these people and so I mean it's very relative yeah but that's not what depression is that right. it's not it doesn't necessarily have to do with your circumstances right. or what happened in your life last no, week. No, I have it's a great a, life. Yeah, it's a disease yeah. that, you know, makes you not be able to, you know, feel clearly or process, you know, the right way maybe you should be. And it's I think that's important to, to note. But that's not what we're doing today. <laughs> um, we have our special guest with us here today. Uh, Justin is here. I know him on Twitter as Justin Living Life. Yes. Um, and he has been one of the biggest supporters of down at our rendezvous, our rendezvous, Ben and Woods, whatever radio station we've been at, um, Padres fan, craft beer fan, everything, and it is great to have you here, Justin. <laughs> thank you, I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you for having me on the podcast. We're so excited to have you here. Yeah, because you're one of like my favorite people. But He's for me, I actually people. I'm excited because I don't I don't know a ton about you. This is I said to Shell. Normally, I'll you know Google and do a lot of research on a brewery if we're gonna have the brewer and find out. You know, I don't. You know, there's not a big database of Justin information out there. I don't even know your last name. It's <laughs> <laughs> just Justin to me. So, at, you know, at this point, I'm. This is gonna be a learning experience yes. for me. But yes. thank we you need, for coming with us. We need. Uh, so, Justin, you live with cystic fibrosis. Yes, correct? I do. I am clueless. I know very little. I about am it. clueless, and I, I I feel so. I feel like that's so wrong to say, but I also want Justin to tell us. Oh, absolutely. About that's what I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're here. Is. Yeah, because I want to, you know, awareness. I mean, we, one of our kids has type 1 diabetes, and so we didn't know anything about that until he was diagnosed with it. And now we know pretty much everything about it. But and then so you think that other people know, but they don't. But they don't. They, they have no idea. Nor yeah. should they really, I mean, no one can know everything about every disease and right. everything that's out there. Right. And then there's, you know, you get a little confused. I mean, there's there's type 1 diabetes versus type 2 diabetes. There's muscular dystrophy, cystic fibrosis, multiple sclerosis. <laughs> and, you know, and I mean, it's a yeah. whole alphabet jumble. And everyone's always going to ask you, oh, support this cause, support that cause. And I think a lot of us don't really but even know what we're, we're kind of thinking it, about. It's something that I think I met Justin and knew Justin before I knew he had cystic fibrosis. And then when I saw some of his posts, I'm like, oh, okay. But I still don't, I, st I read your posts, but I still don't know what it is. So explain what it is. And then were you like, were you diagnosed as a baby? Like, how does that all ha explain that? So pretty much what it is, is it's a genetic disease and obviously with like DNA and stuff like that. So one of the genes malfunctions. And so it doesn't allow quite enough like chloride in the gene. So therefore the water can't get into the cell. And then therefore, um, with the water not getting to the cell with like salt being chloride is um, like the mucus in our bodies is just really sticky and that mucus is obviously everywhere so um, so it's like like that's how we get like the mucus in our lungs is gets can harbor like infections um, <clears throat> excuse me um, and it's interesting that you mentioned type 1 diabetes because also a component of CF is not only um, 
the lungs, it's digestive and also reproductive. Um, but so with the digestive system is eventually the, the mucus can take over the pancreas. And so it creates an interesting thing because with a lot of CFers having to like try to put on a lot of weight, the pancreas obviously gets covered in the mucus, and so pretty much we get we could easily get type one diabetes in effect. So then you run the the thing of well, I need all these calories, but then I also need to treat my pretty much type one diabetes. So um, that makes sense because the mucus is blocking the insulin yes, from being released from the, the pancreas. Release, which yes, in type one diabetes, the pancreas just stops producing insulin. But it the same the effect is if it's not getting to your cells to convert that sugar into you know um what it needs to be converted into by the insulin it's gonna have the same effect i get that yes so um as, as far as shelly mentioned yeah i was diagnosed at birth um i was born in 1979 so i'm 40 now and so at that time they had like this thing called the salty kiss so um as my mom told me is what happened was she went to kiss my forehead and she's like he seems kind of like like salty like I, so, I taste salt on his skin and then I guess there was another complication couple other complications and we're just like all right well we're gonna test him for CF and then lo and behold here I am with CF so so it's and it's just it's just rough because I'm like 40 and I'm very fortunate for my condition being one of the, like the better ones especially when I have like the most common mutation there's thousands of, muta- thousands of mutations for this disease. And it's like, I have one of the most common ones. And it's like, pe- the people with this, the same kind of combination as I do, it can, and it can run the gamut. I mean, some people have more lung issues. Some people have more digestive issues. Some people like run in between, which is kind of like how I feel. It's a little bit more lungs, but it's also, I do have digestive issues too. Um, so it's just like, it's like such a hard disease like combat and stuff like that so you're basically trying to not get an infection yes so pretty much like as far as like when a normal CFR gets a cold um is we pretty much have like maybe a weekish of like the regular like cold pe- people symptoms but then right after that it goes straight to our lungs and then it becomes a combat of trying to fight it off so that way it doesn't turn into usually the first thing they do is oral antibiotics and that's usually a two-week course and if that doesn't work they try IV antibiotics which obviously like you follow me and stuff like that which I just luckily finished today because my my lung function numbers popped up to where they should be and I mean and all that was caused by was just an inflammation of my lungs I mean I was wasn't sick or anything like that and it just kind of like came about and it felt like I like I pulled a muscle in my chest and we get, went and got an x-ray and everything and they're like, uh, yeah, your lungs are not looking good. We're gonna do IV antibiotics. So in three weeks, it bounced back, which I'm very fortunate to because there's some people that go on IVs and they do it for a couple of weeks and they just see like a smidgen of like their lung function increase and it's just super deflating after that because you're like, that's when the disease like seriously like just stares you straight in the face like, all right, I guess it's my new norm, so, but. Yeah. And being on antibiotics for that, amount of time it's not is isn't good for your body either oh no your digestive system and all of that yeah no it definitely it like just like i um 
because like my my girlfriend she, she obviously like, like slapped her in the face. I mean, she knew I had CF, and it kind of just slapped her in the face. Like, well, what do I do with this? I'm like, I'll handle this. Like, I've done this like many many times, like over the years. Like, I'll I'll just handle this. And I mean, she was super supportive and everything, but it's just like it slaps you in the face. And like the first couple of days, you definitely feel it. You feel like more tired and stuff like that. But then you also kind of like, feel your body like kind of getting better, which is kind of hard in this case for me though because. I wasn't sick. Right. This was all based on an x-ray and my lung functions dropping. So pretty much me feeling good was pretty much going to the doctor every week and seeing if my lung functions were increasing at the time, not necessarily how I was per se feeling. Right. Right. Not, um, I'm certainly not trying to be morbid, but just to kind of handle it head on. I mean, cystic fibrosis can be certainly fatal. I mean, depending on how serious it is, infections you get, I mean, is that... What are the numbers associated with that, and how do you handle that kind of always, just like type 1 can be as well, just kind of hanging over your head and that, you know, imminent threat that you always have to kind of ward off? Yeah, so for kids nowadays with the new, there's a couple new modulators, which pretty much like mask the malfunction in the the diseases. I mean, it's obviously not a cure, but it like helps out. Mm -hmm. So kids nowadays, are, they're expecting them to like live pretty much in, at least in their 40s, if not even longer. At my time, it was probably predicted to be in my mid-early 20s. And I'm sure my parents were told that at the beginning, like, hey, your son has CF, like, we're really sorry, like, like, like treat him well. And, right. um, but yeah, like, kind of like, don't expect him to last like, till like his, until like his 20s or whatever. And I mean... I'm, I'm very fortunate, like knock on wood and everything like that. I've definitely lucked, I've definitely lucked out. Um, well, you've taken care of yourself. Well, that too, but <laughs> I, mean, I mean... That's that's major. You've, yeah, you've well, been aware. I mean, I just... I can see, I mean, just this stuff that we go through a little bit with one of our kids. It's... Sometimes it's just, you just don't want... I mean, I just see him not wanting to have to take care of himself. Like, just, just not wanting to have to deal with it. And so, I, I know that that is an effort every day to take care of yourself. Yeah, so, like, like, I'm like obviously, just finished IVs today. And, um, but when I was in, growing up as a kid, up until, like, my sophomore year in high school, it was pretty much, like, twice a year. I'd catch a cold in the fall, and I'd catch a cold in the spring. And, obviously, antibiotics would happen. And so, I mean, that was kind of hard growing up. And there was a couple of times that, like, no, like, I would want to go play with my friends and don't want to go home and sit there for an hour or so and be kind of, like, quote, unquote, chained up. But, I mean, and like you mentioned, it was, like, taking care of yourself. But, that, I mean, there's people that do, like, regimented, like, taking care of themselves. And, I mean, it's still, it's, it's still, it's still, it's, it's a very weird disease of how it, like, hits people and targets people and, how people can be have the same mutations, everything, and it just like it'll treat them different ways. Because I mean, there was a couple of people, unfortunately, that were um, that. I mean, it, the hardest thing I, I post on Twitter is the hardest thing is like seeing like a family member or someone's significant other posting that, hey, this is an update or like whatever, and it's just like, like you know, it's the end. Right. I mean, sounds a lung transplant, obviously, because then someone's get a, a a second chance at life. But I mean, a lot of times it's just like that's like the, that's also another time when the, like the disease and straight straights in your face. I mean, because obviously with like Padre Twitter, there's obviously like not as big per se, but there's also like a CF Twitter too. Yes. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, 
people want to help whenever they hear that, you know, about anyone, but certainly when they hear about personal stories like yours, listen to this podcast. Um, I know there are foundations, there are events. What are um, some of the things that you're aware of that are going on in terms of raising money, research, you know, um, promising, as you said, there's some new techniques and things like that. What's, um, what's the message that you kind of want to get out there? So um, CF, cystic fibrosis is actually a um, infant disease. And so there's only like 30,000 in America that's had like, not, I hate using suffer, but that have it. And then, um, and it's like 70,000 in the world that have it. So it really get, hardly gets any funding. So like most of our funding comes from either pharmaceutical manufacturers, but a lot of our funding comes from just donations from a lot of people do what is called like the Great Strides, which is like a, like a walk around the park and stuff like that. I mean, just pretty much like, like any like I know a lot of foundations do like little 5Ks and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Pretty much the same thing, and they do it in the month of May because the month of May is um, the C, like the CF month. Um, so the last couple of years, what I've done is um, the CF Extreme hike. So what they do is we do like a they they have like an eight mile hike and they have like a fifteen to twenty mile hike. So the last four years is I've done that and. Um, I've raised, raised funds for that and everything like that. Uh, the link is on my Instagram and my Twitter bio, by the way. Perfect. And your Instagram is the same, right? Justin Live in Life? Yeah, Instagram is the same thing as a, as a Twitter handle, Justin Live in Life. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah. Shell, it's about I mean, that time that where, okay, well, we can put that on the schedule. Um, <laughs> usually around halfway through the podcast, Shell will spin our wheel of indecision so we can find out what's on tap here at the Regal Siegel today. Shell is carefully taking the thigh master out getting ready to spin the wheel 24 tap handles 24 spaces on the wheel and what is it going to land on today and that's a number 12 let's see that looks like it's a legacy brewing brown ale um that's about all i know about it Okay. Do you know anything about I legacy brewing? I don't know anything about legacy I don't either. brewing. Do you know anything about legacy brewing? Justin? No, I've no, I haven't heard you, anything from okay. legacy. You are a craft beer fan, though. Yeah. Yes, oh, I'm is, definitely a craft beer fan. Justin's a huge craft beer fan. Um, he has another. Ins- don't you have another Instagram? Yeah, that has I have to do with, Instagram that has to do with beer. So now we kind of want to switch gears and talk about your love of beer because obviously I love beer. Ben, lo- Ben doesn't have. I like beer. I'm not. I'm not quite as much in love with it as some other people I've met. But certainly, I like you know a beer and a half, and yes. then I'm usually done. Yes. But I do like it. So when did you start getting into craft beer? So it's interesting. So the speaking of kind of going back, rewinding a little bit. So it was interesting. So like I used to like pretty much have one Instagram profile. And then the CF Foundation for last year's hike was like, hey, we want you to like post pictures and like, and do like, they do like a, a, a day of type of thing. And I was like, I need to get this off my personal page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I created, that's why I created the beer, like my beer Instagram. So what got me into craft beer was, I guess my first couple of like craft beers were always like Red Trolley or, um, or Sierra Nevada, like tried and true pale ale. I mean, that's usually like the first couple oh, yeah. that people like, especially like my age. That's basically like, what yeah. I my yeah. first yeah. started with too. I think Ben's was like Ben was a red trolley. Red trolley definitely for a long got time. me started. And Sierra Nevada pale ale is still a boyfriend beer for me. All yeah, the time. it yeah. definitely definitely still is a great beer. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, 
so it, it's just gone on from there, especially since I moved down to San Diego. I mean, one year, like, I took on this, like, somehow mission of, like, trying to hit every craft brewery in San Diego within, like, a year. And so, I mean, obviously, I, was, I, I looked at, like, it was, like, when the San Diego Brewers Association had, like, the actual, like, paper map of yes, it. Yes, yeah. So I would, like, went, I went through, and I, like, I don't need to go to all five Carl Strausses. I don't need to right, go to, like, right. all five pizza ports. Right, like, I'd right. be like, okay, I went there, I went there. I went through and checked them off. And, I mean, I was already at, like, 110, 120 after that. And so I was like, I could totally do this because it was, like, I think 180 at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Was you did it? Yeah, I pretty much was successful at it. So, and it's just, and it kind of sucks though too because it's like I'd go to a lot of places, I'd get a flight, and then if I liked that flight, then I'd get a beer. But I mean, there's a, a few places I was kind of like, okay, I'm good with the flight. Like, yep. And I, and I think a lot of places are known for like a good beer or two, and 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 then you do you go from there. Right. So. Right. Shell and I used to every time like we a new brewery would all open the time. up, we'd go check them all out, especially in North County. Um, I mean, we went for several years. We get. A growler. We get little taster yep. glasses. We had our entire. This was before we had our beloved Regal Seagull. Yes. So, um, like it was just what we did. I mean, the whole garage was filled with like growlers and taster oh glasses. Oh my god, we had like a million growlers. Yeah. But at back to back then, and this is probably ten to fifteen years ago, it felt manageable. It's like a new brewery yeah. was like, a, yeah. oh, it's a significant occurrence. Yeah. Oh, there's, like, a oh there's a new opening brewery opening here in San Diego. That's amazing. Now, there's just no way you could possibly keep up. I mean, there's dozens of breweries in San Diego that I've never even heard of that are out there. And um, don't you feel, Justin, like sometimes, especially now, I don't know, maybe we've learned because I think you've been going as for as long as we have. I've learned that I maybe want them to brew a little bit before I go. Like, I want them to be in business for like six months before I go check them out. I don't know. I just, I want, not all of them, but some of the new ones just maybe need to do yeah. their thing for a little while. Yeah, no, I agree. There's, there's a couple. And I mean, it's a lot of it's just, I think fine tuning and getting, getting their, getting their system down and, and like all that stuff too. So, and I mean like one of like the, one of the things I did too is like there was another beer podcast that was also doing um, like a, resi- like they, so like I, I hopped on like the resilience train because I thought it was like a really good yeah. idea, yeah. and so they saw I was doing that, and um, so I think I had like fifty four versions of the resilience IPA, which obviously went to a great cause yes. because it was like all that went back to I mean sands like what happened between breweries right. after that, right. but at the time I was like sweet I'll buy yeah. a pint from all these breweries and. So I did a bunch of other breweries. I think I had all the breweries down here in San Diego. And then my sister lives in Anaheim. So I did a lot of the breweries that were in Orange County That's as well, incredible. too. Yeah. That went to the... Um, Wildfire Relief. Wildfire Paradise Relief. Fire. Yeah, Paradise Fire. Um, the Resilience IPA. Sierra Nevada headed that. It was an, a great cause. It was a really great yeah, cause. Yeah, we did um, We did a podcast on that. that yep. Maybe we can repost as well. Yeah, actually we um, will. And, you know, and we also, if you missed it, by the way, um, our podcast, our Down at Our Rendezvous with Matthew Zerpolo from Virgin, uh, Virgin Beer, was really fun. You can go back and listen to that one as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Justin, what's your favorite brewery in North County? Do you live in North County? Now I do. Okay. <laughs> Before I lived in PB, and then in June, I moved up to my beloved coastal North County. 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Best there is. I'm I'm uh, I'm one of those that East County is south. I mean everything everything like east of the 15th like pretty much east county right I, I mean I guess not to sound like someone else but I don't know Shell's gonna soon be arguing anything east of five is east county so I don't yeah, know. That's I, I we're, we're gonna be that's living in east county soon and we're not that far east of the five <laughs> well true. I'm seeing now now I'm like slight east, I was before I was west of the five now I'm slight east of the five yeah so now I have to argue on the other side I know, <laughs> be like, I know. Oh, everything east of the 15th <laughs> I would say my right Right now, to be honest, is my um, my favorite brewery is probably Virgin because it's right now it's between my house and work. Yes, and perfect. obviously, like I came here for the podcast with Matt and all that stuff, and like obviously Caesar and everything like that. And, I mean, me and Matt have like talked a couple times, and like there's like the workers that work there, and like Matt, and like they're all just so genuine and like, hey, like how are you doing? And I think that goes a lot of a lot of ways because you can go, you can make a great beer. But if your customer service isn't there, yeah, absolutely. Then, like, why? I mean, because I've heard of like a bunch of like breweries that, or a few couple of them, I should say, that have like good beers, and um, but their customer service and like or ownership is just—they're just not approachable. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they need to be approachable, and and Matt does a really really good job of that. I mean, all of them do. There, I mean, if you run in, into them here at the Regal Seagull, they're more than happy to talk to you you know if you go up and introduce yourself that's the beauty of someone who knows their craft and their business and what will work for their business and Virgin definitely has that for sure what other beer spots do you go to because I know you come here but what other like not breweries but craft beer haunts do you hit around the county so when I was in PB the one down, like one, like half a block from me was uh, the tap room, and so that's pretty much just like, just like here, mm-hmm. same thing, just like great food and obviously a ton of like local craft beers. I get my hair done right next door, and they have beer on tap in the hair salon, and like you can order food while you're getting it from the tap room. I've never been in the tap room, but I have, I've, I get my hair done and drink a beer. While it's the best thing ever. <laughs> And then I think another good one is uh, Churchill's. Oh, I love it's, Churchill's. Yeah, yeah. We love An- another podcast, Ivan from Churchill's. Yes. On with it. I can I can start <laughs> dropping all kinds of old ones now based on this conversation. Stylistically, would you say you're a hophead like most people in San Diego, or do you branch out more often? So, I branch out. I try to like try at least um, loggers. Red. My thing is loggers, reds. Stouts and yeah, IPAs. You talk to my girlfriend, she's like, Oh, he's nothing but IPAs, but yeah. um, so but I, I try to branch out. The only thing I'm not a huge fan of, and I know some people aren't either, is like barrel. I can't really get into barrel aged stuff, especially like the heavy stuff. And it's like, I don't want to drink a beer and then be like trashed after I know. The, a pint. Like, I know we when we first started getting really into craft beer, we bought a lot of those bottles and they're still in our beer fridge in our garage and it's more we need some of them might be pretty valuable at this point it's more we need (laughs) to have um we need to have a bunch of friends over that live in north county because they need to be able to not drive home i know justin (laughs) needs to come over sometime 
for sure. For sure. Yeah, we need help drinking some of these yeah. beers. I, it's incredible. But of I course, mean, he said he doesn't love barrel age. I know, so. that's true. <laughs> but if you're sharing just a little pour with, with, you know, with people, then yeah, it's not sure. so much. It's just if you're sitting here at the bar and you're going to order a 12% glass of beer, that's yeah. not... Shell, would you say that you branch out? How often would you branch out from IPAs? Okay. <laughs> it's kind of not a fair question because Why? if I'm sitting here, I'm probably ordering an IPA or a pale ale. But I love tasting different beer if I know it's good. Like one of my uh, favorite beers is, oh God, why am I blanking on it? It's that fall Pilsner. Plenty for all. Plenty for all. That's like one of my favorite San Diego beers. And that's a Pilsner. So you are um, you're very open minded about other styles of beer, despite the fact that I would estimate you drink ninety nine point five percent IPAs. Yet considers yourself Wes very open minded toward other styles. Oh, like, yeah, I love lagers. I love pilsners. <laughs> Definitely would try that that brown or you know that stout sounds really good. Ninety nine point five percent of the time, if you see Shelly drinking a beer, it's going to be an IPA. Just, yes. That's just the fact. That's your stats. Although, like, right now, I have the brown in front of me. I'm going to drink did, it. Because you, you spun the brown. No, you didn't order the brown. <laughs> and I'm drinking a pale ale. So I know that's okay. not well, far yeah. from an IPA, but it, it is a different style. I, be, I feel like Ben sounds like Aaron right now. Like, oh, like you say you love all these styles, <laughs> and no, you always order IPA, and it's just like, no. Like, it's like saying, I, I love 1% milk, but sometimes I'll branch out <laughs> and drink 2% milk. That's the difference between the IPA and the pale ale. It's so true. <laughs> it's, so true. it's very true. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, Justin, um, it has been a pleasure getting to know a little bit more about you. Anything else you just want to get out there before we wrap up? Just that we I need would, to know about Justin. I mean, I would just say, like, in, in, like, kind of in closing, is like, like with CF, it's like it's a very like, unless you like the person comes out and says like, hey, I have like this, it's a very invisible disease. So I would just say like. Just be super positive that everybody you run into in life because you obviously don't know what they're suffering from. Um, I, and I obviously try to do that with my, my Instagram and all my social media. And, and it's also kind of like how I live my life. I live my life super positive. And I think that obviously helps in me feeling as well as I do. Like I surround myself with like a great support system. Um, I look at like try to look at positive stuff on like the internet and stuff like that just to keep my motivation going. So I would just say, like, crack that smile to that stranger because maybe that could help make their day for them. So in closing, I would, I would just say just you don't know what people are going through. So just make sure you, you treat them with respect, even if it's for a couple seconds. And that is why I love this man. <laughs> I'm not kidding you because I'll post something and I might seem a little sad or something on my stories. And he will message me a heart and it just, like, makes me feel like someone's out there hearing me and i like that just so feel good right now i'm glad we're all very happy well justin thank you so much thank you um everybody we appreciate you joining us for shell and ben thanks for being with us down at our rendezvous down at our rendezvous